Welcome to This is Cheaper Than Therapy. Please enjoy your session. Hello, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. How are we doing today? Welcome back to another episode of This Was Cheaper Than Therapy. The sun is in Aquarius, the moon is in Scorpio, giving us major monster vibes, but it is also my moon placement, so I'm feeling right at home today. I, like everybody else, am going to talk to you today a little bit about this fucking Robin Hood fiasco. I feel really just some type of way about this shit. I really cannot believe the level of fucked up that went down with this Robin Hood bullshit. For those of you don't, who don't know, um, or don't, I guess, don't understand what exactly happened, this is what happened. A little story time. So a bunch of hedge funds, right? Hedge funds are basically a bunch of pooled money that is being invested into the stock market. At a very basic level, that's what it is. A bunch of hedge funds shorted these stocks. GameStop, AMC, right? All of these different ones. There was a few of them. Um, basically, what it means to short something is to bet against them. So basically, these hedge funds were betting that these stocks were going to decrease in value and they were going to make a lot of money. So what happened? What had happened was is these stock market Wall Street vigilantes on Reddit got wind of this. And what they did is they organized their fucking people and the internet trolls and all of the people came out of the woodwork was like, fuck these hedge funds, fuck Wall Street, OG, Occupy Wall Street vibes, fuck the billionaires. And they're like, let's buy this shit. Let's buy it and buy it and buy it and buy it and drive that price way up so these hedge funds all lose a shit ton of money. It was fucking brilliant. I love to see the power of the internet used in this way. You love to see it. So the way that uh, Robin Hood got dragged into this mess, Robin Hood, for those of you who don't know, is a trading platform. Some of you are familiar with E-Trade. Um, basically, it allows, it kind of revolutionized the way that people buy stocks. It allowed, you know, the guy who just wanted to invest a couple hundred dollars in the stock market and see what it did and learn about stocks and learn about um, market trends and fluctuation, all of these things, they allowed that person to have a genuine stake in the market. By the market, I mean the stock market. You steal from the rich, you give to the poor. It was a very um, easy-to-use platform, made it very simple for the average Joe to take his you know, $45 that he's got left over at the end of the week and to invest it in hope of making himself a bazillionaire so he can stop working at Trader Joe's. No, sh- no shade to Joseph's. Love you. What happened and how Robin Hood got just completely became, they became the, the goddamn devil. Robin Hood became the goddamn devil in this situation. And truthfully, they weren't even hiding it, which is, which is maybe the most fucked up part. So basically what happened is once they realized, or once the hedge funds realized that there was this vigilante justice group happening on Reddit, for those of you who don't know what Reddit is, I can't fucking help you. This is 2021. If you don't know what the fuck Reddit is, like, I, I don't know how you even found this podcast. But anyway... On Reddit, there was a thread going, hey, buy these stocks. Let's fuck these hedge, funds guy, hedge fund guys. 
they shorted all of these stocks. They listed the the NASDAQ little, oh my God, what the hell is it called? The names of the stocks, GME, AMC, all the things. And they're like, buy, buy, buy. So when the hedge funds got a hold of the, what was going on, they said to Robinhood, well, allegedly, don't, I don't want to get in fucking trouble here, but allegedly, the hedge funds put pressure on Robinhood and was like, hey, we are losing a fuck ton of money here. What the hell is going on? We're always supposed to win. Absolutely not. This can't fucking happen. You need to put some kind of plan in place to stop your users from purchasing this these stocks. And they gave them a list or whatever. Again, allegedly. If this happened, if it didn't happen, whatever. Nobody would do this. This is illegal. Why the fuck would they do this? It's totally un-American. But if it did happen... This is what happened. Hedge funds went to to Robin. It was like, hey, this fucking sucks. We're losing, losing a shit ton of money. You need to put your foot down. Robin Hood ended up only allowing people to close their position. You couldn't buy. You couldn't sell. You couldn't do anything. You could only close out your position. Excuse me. You could sell. I apologize. You could only sell this stock. So basically what Robin Hood did was freeze the purchasing of these select stocks. GME, AMC, all of the other ones, they only allowed the average Joe trader to sell these stocks. Meanwhile, they allowed the hedge funds to freely trade as they saw fit. There was no... There were no restrictions on them. They could sell. They could buy. They could do whatever the fuck they wanted. And it was right out in the open. Do you know how fucked up that is? The hedge funds put pressure on a, on a platform that is literally based on giving the average Joe day trader the ability to access the stock market in a way that works for him. Investing $50 here, $100 there, whatever it is, gives them the opportunity to do that. Robinhood. You named your fucking company Robinhood and you pull this shit? Then the hedge funds get wind of this Batman-like vigilante group that's like, fuck them. We're going to buy this shit because we know they shorted it. And we're going to drive the price up. Are you fucking kidding me? And then Robin Hood's like, whoa, 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 guys. You don't know what you're doing. We're trying to protect you from yourself. Protect you from yourself. This is, this is actual fucking evil. <laughs> this is, this is just goes against everything that the free market is. You should be able to invest your money. Like, right, the foundation of the free market is that I want to invest in XYZ stock. I am betting one way or the other that it will either go up or down. If, I, if I'm right, then I win. If I don't, then I lose. That's the fucking free market, baby. If you can't handle the heat, get the fuck out of the kitchen. For a brokerage, essentially, to come in and interfere with the free exchange of consumers or of traders to purchase a publicly traded stock is so criminal. I don't know how the fuck they did this. This, this is some shit that we should investigate. Not Russia, 
not Hillary Clinton, not Joe Biden. This is the shit we should be investigating. This is so beyond fucked up, it's not even funny. If they can do this, then quite literally everything I believe about the American free market is a complete and total farce. This is fucking wild. I really can't believe that this was actually done. And this man, I forget what his name is, the owner of um, of Robin Hood, he decided that day. Like, he took a very calculated risk. Or <laughs> risk. He decided that day to blow up his company. Like, he he knew. Like, it's the second he did this, the second he got that first phone call from that hedge fund, again, allegedly, it's like, all right, yeah, you say you're going to, like, kill me and my family? Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll shut it down, dude. No problem. Like, who knows what the fuck happened? Obviously, I'm not saying that that happened. But if I did, he knew full well that taking this position after naming your fucking company Robin Hood was going to blow the shit up. There is no coming back from this. I am really, really interested to see where this is going to go, what kind of federal investigation we are going to have, because if there is not one... I promise you, they will have Congress will have a bigger fucking problem on their hands. Those five thousand idiots that stormed the Capitol. Because I'm gonna go down there and I'm gonna scream at them. I'm just kidding. I'm really not that scary. But I will make ex- excessive amounts of phone calls to my to my congressmen. I will do that. Your girl is fucking nuts, and I have absolutely no shame when it comes to harassing the people who are in charge of our federal government. Speaking of Congress, did anybody else see the, um, I don't know if you guys follow Kevin O'Leary. He's one of the sharks on Shark Tank. It was fucking amazing. He purchased, you guys can tell my position on capitalism versus socialism. I'm very much a capitalist. But anyway, um, he purchased the AOC Tax the Rich sweater. And he wore it like on Miami Beach. And he like put this thing out on Instagram and was like, AOC, Call a dude up. We can make millions off of this. And inside every socialist is a capitalist screaming to get out. It was just like one of the most brilliant. Again, if you haven't seen it, this isn't going to make a lot of sense. But it was just like one of the funniest, most like trolly things that I've ever actually seen. Like someone who is an extremely wealthy person do just like out and out. But in like a very, in a very altruistic way. I just thought it was really funny. Seamless transition. Um, I saw a horse fight this week. It was was fucking nuts. You know, we just said I saw a horse fight. Literally, I saw two horses fighting each other. Not like being, don't fucking get the PETA people after me. That's what I'm saying. I'm talking about horses running out in pasture, maybe chewing on a hay. You know, just loving life and the beautiful, crisp February air of New England. And all of a sudden, these motherfuckers start going at it. Like, one of them is getting a little too close and starts snipping at the other one's ass. (laughs) And this horse, this other horse, right? So he's biting his ass, nipping at him. So obviously, one horse is behind the other. The instigator is behind this horse trying to just mind his own fucking business. And the horse in front just straight up donkey kicks this thing in the face. It, was, it wasn't it was funny, but it was funny. And from there, shit just got wild. They started going at it. They're up on their hind legs and nipping at each other. And it looks like they're throwing punches. It was fucking wild. And, <laughs> and my children also witnessed this, but I got the fuck out of there real quick. 
after the shot started going down, but I kind of started like looking back. I was on the side. I was on this side street and I was like looking back to like watch it, like watch these two horses throw down. And I've got to say, like because they were worthy adversaries, like they were both of the same size. Obviously, they're both horses. They're incredibly powerful animals. Um, and it was kind of a natural process. Like one pissed the other off. I didn't really feel guilty watching it. It wasn't like animal abuse. But it was funny as fuck because when they get up on their hind legs and they've got their front hooves like in front of their head, they look like people, kind of, like with their arms and they're jabbing and they're like bouncing around, bobbing and weaving like they're fucking George Foreman. I don't know. It was just really funny. Speaking of pets, y'all are too, doing too much with your pets. I have seen cats go skiing this week. Listen, I know I was an extra pet person too. My dog walked down the aisle with my husband at our wedding. It was a beautiful moment, real tearjerker. Um, he was just, oh, he was such a good dog, Ace. R.I.P., bro, R.I.P. He was, he was one in a million, guys. He was a great dog. He really was. He was fucking enormous. He was half pit bull and half mastiff, I think. Um, but he was like 120 pounds and just like a beautiful boy. He really was. He, and he was so sweet. Oh, I can't even talk about him. I'm going to start crying. Um, but y'all are doing too fucking much with your pets. There was this one cat, like I said, it was skiing. There's like this meatball of an animal, skateboarding. Like, what is wrong with us white people? Like, black people don't do this. And for good reason. Like, nobody should fucking do this shit. I've seen people dye their rabbits like pink and purple and shit and carve their shih tzus, carve their shih tzus groom their shih tzus into like fucking panda bear i'm like stop it's too much it's an animal it's like i'm a german shepherd i don't want a fucking bow i don't like these little pigtails you've got going for me don't shave my ass stop dyeing me purple like i've had enough the meek shall inherit the earth and these fucking animals are like one bad dye job away from just fucking eating our asses like Listen, you're a crazy cat lady and you've got like 40 cats. Like those motherfuckers, cats are the most vicious animals on the planet. And I said what the fuck I said. I hate cats. They freak me the fuck out. I have known not more than one, more than two, more than three, more than four people who have ended up in an emergency room because one day their fucking cat went crazy like oh I've had the cat for 10 years just it's like the sweetest little thing oh my god he's he's like a dog then why don't you just get a dog these cats I've had him for 10 years he's amazing oh my god just fucking attacked me one night while I was laying in bed what dogs don't do that shit dogs are loyal as fuck and dogs would never betray you like that but this seriously, this one lady I I used to work with, she got tore the fuck up by this cat. Tore up like her back, her hands, her face, <clears throat> her arms, her legs, everything. Like, this cat went fucking crazy. One too many hits of the catnip and just woofed her ass. Like it was bad. It was really bad. She ended up getting like some kind of crazy infection, had to have sur- it, it was horrible. PSA, no one get fucking cats. Just, I don't know. Just stop buying them. They'll eventually die out. It's it's fine. Sorry. 
Sorry, PETA people. You're not going to be happy about that. I do kind of like the hairless ones, though. They're super cute. Erica Nardini. This bitch. Oh, my goodness. Someone asked me last week or the week before in, um, I asked you guys for questions on Instagram. Again, shameless plug. If you don't follow me, go follow me. It's Gina Glazamitsky on Instagram. And the show is This is Cheaper Than Therapy. I will leave them both in the description to the show. But someone asked me, one of my one of my dear friends asked me uh, when I asked you guys for questions, what celebrity do you look up to and Why? I don't fucking look up to celebrities. Like when I think of celebrity, I think of like a musician. I'm not some well, yes, a musician obviously is definitely a celebrity, but they're not quite as bad. When I think of like the shitty ones, I think of like the actors, like the Hollywood actors, like the thespians. And they're just like too goddamn artsy for the time of day. Like they can't stand to not be wearing a fucking feather in their hat at two in the afternoon on a Tuesday while they're they're out there hobnobbing with Harvey Weinstein at the Polo Club. Anyway, I digress. But one bitch that I do really, really look up to, who I absolutely love, who got totally porked this week. Not porked, because she's just always a winner and always will be a winner, an absolute queen, if you will, is Erica Nardini. She is the CEO of Barstool Sports. I believe she joined them in 2016 or 2015. Um, and according to Dave Portnoy, who if you don't know who the fuck Dave Portnoy is, or Barstool Sports for that matter, again, I can't fucking help you. It's the 21st century. Like, go learn some shit. But Erica Nardini was the um, was hired by Dave Portnoy and has been touted by him as being one of the only people, let alone a woman. I hate that we're like, you know, oh, it's a woman. Oh, it's whatever. I fucking hate that distinction. Like, we're not all people. Like, wh- whatever. Um, being born with a vagina is not an inherent disadvantage. Learn it. Live it. Pass it the fuck on, ladies. Stop playing from behind. This is not our journey. Anyway, Erica Nardini is the CEO of Barstool Sports. She is one of the most badass women in sports, let alone in business anywhere, who does not have a business degree, which I find to be amazing. I actually really feel very strongly about this, that, you know, we have like this love affair, this obsession with people having these degrees. And I went to Harvard and I went to here. Listen, like... I. It is my intention at some point maybe to go to law school and it's like Harvard or bust for me. But that's really just to prove to myself I actually really don't give a shit if I go to Harvard. Harvard, if you hear this, please don't deny my application. On this basis alone, I promise I'm a lovely person and I interview really well. So give you a bitch call back. But Erica Nardini is one of the most uh, just badass women on the fucking planet and I absolutely love her. She is also a champion of the NWHL, the National Women's Hockey League. And the NWHL has these two fucking douchebag reporters that are on their beat that basically after Erica Nardini, like after a couple years of her just giving her freely, giving her time, her platform, her praise, and just really getting some eyes on this sport, this woman's sport, these two women journalists were like, you know what, Erica, go fuck yourself. You work for this white supremacist, racist, bigot, Nazi company, all words we should not be using. They carry so much weight and should not be thrown around like fucking M&Ms. It drives me insane. But anyway, these two bitches were like, no, Erica, we're good. Thanks. Take you and your barstool sports elsewhere. I'm like, are you kidding me? This woman is your like perfect strategic partner. And you just told her to go fuck herself. These two, granted, 
It wasn't WH at WNH and WHL in the beginning anyway. Uh, it was two reporters that were on their beat. But the NWHL did chime in eventually and basically told Erica to go fuck herself. It's like, do you guys just not want money? Do you not want to be successful? Do you not want to make payroll for your players? Do you not want little girls? Do you want to play this sport? Do you want this sport to die out? Are you kidding me? Do you know the big dick energy that Barstool Sports throws around in this space? You are a fucking unknown. Nobody watches women's hockey. Sorry, but those are the hard fucking facts. Men's hockey is much more interesting. And it gets way more press coverage. And that is probably why it is more interesting. Power of suggestion. It's an amazing thing. I have watched women's hockey ever since this whole thing went down. I have watched a few games of women's hockey. And honestly, it is so fucking bomb. Like those, like they're like extremely talented athletes. It's actually kind of fucking nuts. Um, And there's something about a female hockey player that's like fun. Right, it's not like necessarily like a women's basketball player or like a tennis player where they're much more I don't know if the word is like commercialized or I don't know what it is, but the women's hockey league is actually super fucking fun to watch. But guess what? W and WHL Nobody fucking knows because your marketing department blows. <laughs> and that's the slogan of the year, folks. But Erica Nardini your dream adopter of this sport. You literally went, fuck you, and walked out the goddamn door. Why? Why? This misplaced sense of self-righteousness that comes with these women reporters only championing women who they uh, philosophically agree with. Like, Erica Nardini, so badass, like so fucking badass. She took Barstool Sports literally like almost single-handedly from a $15 million company to almost a billion dollar marketing media conglomerate. They're one of the most powerful media companies in the world. And she fucking did that. Yes, she, she, tits and ass, come for the boobs, stay for the brains. Like this woman was she's a fucking savage and you were like no 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 we only mean no not all women excuse me no 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 no. we don't champion women we champion women who agree with us and that is fucking bullshit I actually heard a podcast that Erica was on I think it was on oh I don't know who was it I don't know I listened to a lot of oh it was um it was Megan Kelly and I only listened to this Megan Kelly podcast because Erica Nardini was going to be on it And she was like, she said something that really resonated with me. I'm like, you know what, bitch? You're fucking right. And she said, it is courageous, courageous. It is courageous right now to say what you think. It is courageous right now to be authentic. And I'm like, you know what? You're so fucking right. And listen, I don't agree with all the shit that Barstool does. They're clearly an extremely boundary-pushing company, which I respect as an ideal. Push the boundaries. See where they are. See where too far is. Come back a little bit. Issue an apology. Do whatever the fuck you feel is necessary. But don't intentionally harm anybody. And I actually really don't believe that Barstool Sports is 
a racist, Nazi, bigoted, you know, white supremacist group. I don't fucking believe that. I hate that we throw those words around. I find it to be so infuriating. Those words are such serious words. They carry such serious meanings. And you're literally normalizing them. You're normalizing racist. You're normalizing Nazi. The amount of people I've heard the mainstream media, this is an aside, I know I'm being annoying, but the amount of people I've heard the mainstream media call Nazis and racist and homophobes and white supremacists, I'm like, so is everybody? Like, it's it's getting, it really is getting out of hand. And I, I'm sorry, I will not, I will not apologize for that. Anyway. The fact that the NWHL was just like, go fuck yourself, Erica Nardini, has to be one of the worst business decisions I have ever seen a professional sport make, and there have been a few, but this one really takes the cake. She gave you free press, her time, her platform. She was the ideal ally for you. You're like, no, we're good. <clears throat> we only want women here that, that think like us. Oh, really? So what are you going to do? You just alienated half of your players. I'm sure there's a large faction of your players and maybe even your like front office employees who really identified with this woman and really looked up to her and was like, guys, I want to make some fucking money. I want to be able to play this sport professionally and not have to have an OnlyFans on the side showing my ugly ass feet after I skate for six hours. Can we please give Erica the fucking time of day? Please. And they're like, no, 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 we don't we don't do that here. Like some of the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. And it really fucking pisses me off, to be honest with you. Can you guys tell this is an extremely triggering topic for me? It is really what it boils down to is that it's frowned upon by other women. Leave the men out of it. I don't believe that all men are like, fuck those little women. Zip it, hottie. Keep your lips shut. Nobody really wants to hear from you. Like, I don't believe that. I truly only know men who are super respectful of women. And not for nothing, but if you meet one who is not respectful of women, I'm not like talking about he says something that you don't like or you don't agree with. I'm talking about someone who is actually disrespectful. Feel free to tell him to go fuck himself. Like that's not the type of energy or the kind of person that we want in our life. Like they really don't have a place. But <clears throat> it's really frustrating to see this women, this woman on woman crime that is being perpetrated. And it's just like, do you not understand that we can be both? Like you're a woman, right? I'm talking about the woman-on-woman woman shit. You're a woman. Do you, have you reduced yourself down to a singular idea, the single factor? No, right? That's fucking ridiculous. We can be both, right? The whole, the whole, get you a girl that can do both, right? The lady in the streets, but a freak in the sheets. Like, that's what everybody wants, right? You want a little of this, and you want a little of that, we can be these boss ass women, fucking CEOs of a company that is estimated to be worth almost a billion dollars. And we can also be like really good wives and moms. We can fucking do both. No one of these things, right? Like you can twerk and read a book. You can be super sexual and you can be a good mom. You can curse like a fucking sailor and have a podcast that 
if any normal human being who didn't know me heard might think that my children should not be in my custody and but actually be a good mom like right we are some multifaceted ass people like diamonds okay girls shine bright like a diamond but it's fucking irritating that we don't understand that there is so much duality in human nature. You're here, but you're there. You're up, but you're down. You're over there, but you're over here too. You can do more than one thing, and those things can be paradoxical and contradictory. And they can exist within the same person. And I don't know why we continue to try and, you know, cut people down to size and use the single-factor analysis you did this, so you must be that. One plus one equals two. This, these very linear expressions of human personality and character and emotion. And it's fucking dumb. There is no human being in the world who that, that actually applies to. Stop using it as plausible deniability to fit your fucking agenda. You're, you're, you're hurting everybody everywhere. Like, you're a fucking monster. As human beings, we don't like inconsistency or enigma. We try and pigeonhole people into these fucking stereotypes and reduce their entire being down to these small, palatable, little bite-sized snippets of traits that we find easily digestible. And guys, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not fucking doing it anymore. That was literally half the reason I decided to start this podcast. I'm like... I have some shit to say and be damned if you don't like it. Like, I'm not going to be intentionally messy. If you didn't hear my little aside, go listen to episode one. It is trash, but I do say some kind of valuable things there. Um, but I'm not fucking doing this anymore. And I'm not going to start carrying, excuse me, start. Um, I've been carrying the weight of other people's perceptions around my whole life. And I have fucking shed that shit. Um... I have a big personality. I have an off-putting personality. And that's just what the fuck it is. I am not going to shrink myself down to something that is easily swallowable. You can fucking choke, bitch. Like, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm just not. Sorry. I am fully embracing all of the multi-dimensionality in my character. And I'm going to lean into that. I just don't find it to be helpful to really try and... Okay, well... If I say this, then I'm sure they're going to think that. If I say that, I'm sure they're going to think this. And that, it, I refuse to do it. I refuse to fucking do it. I hate when I see things like this emerge in pop culture. Erica Nardini is a very small sample size. This happens to women all the time. I don't know why we're playing these stupid fucking games with each other. Stop doing it. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. The dudes are over there taking each other on head on, right? Like they just deal with their shit. They're like, bro, it's fine. Like I know you said some crazy shit and like it's cool. Like let's talk about it. As women, we're like, did you fucking hear what that bitch had to say? Oh my God, she said this. That definitely means that she also thinks this, this, and this. And she must be this, this, and this way. Why do we do this to each other? I will never fucking understand. It's not that dramatic. It's also not that deep. Getting back to Erica. No, you know what? Not getting back to Erica because I have more to say on this. And maybe that's what this episode is going to turn into. Sorry, guys. They can't all be fucking hits. But I feel like as a woman, right? And this is something that directly relates to Miss Erica Nardini. She is such a mix of like 
masculine and feminine energy, right? Things we typically associate with being a masculine trait and things we typically associate with being a feminine trait. Dion Sanders, my boy, Dion fucking Sanders. I am so glad you are now employed at a media company that appreciates your rawness and your realness and lets you just be all the things that you are. I love that. I love Dion Sanders. Love him so much. But he described... His CEO, Erica Nardini, he works for Barstool Sports, described her as a pit bull in pumps. The girl loves a heel. She loves a red lip. She also plays ice hockey. She's also the CEO of a company, something that we traditionally associate with being a man. She is a very good mix of masculine and feminine traits. And I feel like that's so attractive, being able to do both girls. Stop pigeonholing yourself. Like, let yourself be free. Explore all of the areas of your personality unabashedly. Go here. Go there. It's like, well, that doesn't fucking make sense to me. Bitch, no one cares. No one fucking cares if it makes sense to you. Sorry. Sorry I'm yelling at you. <laughs> I have a lot of feelings. Oh, I'm such an emotional ass bitch. That is my Scorpio moon talking. Super awesome. But yeah, I just, I can't deal with this like one dimensional single factor analysis of woman to another woman. I find it to be fucking irritating. I find it to be damaging. I find it to be fucking stupid. It's so stupid. Why in this day and age, are we still trying to tear each other down? It doesn't make any fucking sense. These two idiot ass reporters were like, excuse me, Erica, we don't really like your kind here. I know you're a woman. I know you're a CEO. I know you champion our sport. I know you regularly interview our players, giving them a voice and a platform. I know you play this sport. I know you watch our product, but no, thank you. We're good. We don't really like uh, the people that you associate with uh, for like no real good reason, but we just don't. We just it doesn't feel good to us. So like go fuck yourself. Oh, it makes me so mad. It makes me so mad on so many levels. Business, personal, just all the dumb shit that went into this. I, I fucking can't. Guys, I think this is really going to be, this is going to be a short episode. That's all I've got for you today. I just, my blood pressure is hiked to the fucking heavens. I can't, I can't deal with this kind of stress right now. I'm trying to de-stress and become less, of a tension ball. I carry a lot of tension in my upper back and my shoulders. Um, my masseuse told me that the other day. I'm like, yeah, I have two kids, a husband, and like five jobs. So that makes sense. No shit, Sherlock. Oh my God. That's what I wanted to say. Just a weird quick aside. I was just watching Desperate Housewives, which is the greatest television show ever of all time. Um, on Hulu, and they are running a Tinder commercial that's a little bit too spicy for uh, cable programming, so I had to put it on a paid subscription app. Um, but at one point, if you guys watch Hulu, you have to tell me if you thought they said this. <laughs> at one point in the commercial, they clearly, they, they say, I'm here to find somebody, but I fully, fully thought that they said, I'm here to fuck somebody. <laughs> I was like, Tinder, what? Okay. Um, I think it might have been, you know, like when they do like the mixing of the tracks, not like, you know, 
you know when they do this thing no nobody knows that but like they mix all of the the audio for commercials and for like podcasts and you know music and shit like that and i wonder hashtag conspiracy theory but not a theory it's probably just a conspiracy um i wonder if they recorded it once where someone said fuck and when some another time when someone said find and they like mix them together so you don't really know which one you heard all right, I'm going to take my tinfoil hat off and I'm going to go the fuck to bed. It is like 10 p.m. I've just been like majorly procrastinating this week. I don't know why up to and including this podcast. Thank you for listening to me to me yell at you for uh, I don't even know how long it's been. I don't know, 40 minutes or so. I really appreciate it, guys. We have seen some crazy growth on this podcast. I, I don't know what's happening, but this is really cool. I'm going to keep doing this. I hope you're enjoying it. Um, follow me on Instagram at Gina Glazamitsky. The show is This Was Cheaper Than Therapy. And I will see you, pendejos, next week. Bye.